Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparency Entertainment Group. I focus on World X USA neighboring rights on the performer side and rights holder side. Hey, welcome back to Money in the Air, the neighboring rights podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. Today we have more artist questions for you, and I'm so excited about this. Joining Andrew, Tanya, Gina, and I is Scott Collins. Tell everyone what your specialty is. I've been part of the industrial scene for a few years. So I've been touring and writing music. And for my next project, I want to have some AI elements, humanoid type. And I kind of wondered how that would fit in. I mean, you're looking at neighboring rights in, in NFTs. I mean, what advice would you have for someone that wants to take advantage of that? How would they get started? AI, for those of you listening, is something that is computer generated is the artificial intelligence that creates music. It's a little bit of a misnomer because somebody has to program the computer. So it's neither artificial nor intelligent on its own, but it is one way to make music, like programming a synthesizer to create the sound of a saxophone by you pressing the keys on a keyboard. This is a very interesting topic because... There is no actual artist or performer. And I think that this whole area is super interesting. But Mm. I would assume that whoever the engineer of the AI that would be creating the musical works, the recordings, would be considered to be the performer in this Mm. case. And also would be considered to be the label or the rights owner, unless you're generating it under another label. I would say that the performer in your case would be to say you, whoever would be the engineer, whoever would be coming up with the AI music. So that's how I would foresee this whole thing unfolding. I would agree with Andrew's stance. It would be Scott. He would be the performer. It doesn't matter what the artist's name is, is it? It could be any alias, but he would be listed as the performer and all the roles whether it be just a programmer or drums, bass, guitar. And yeah, the rights holder for sure. I wanted to bring up this other artist came to my head. Her name is Michaela and she is a artist. Great music actually, but it's a collection of producers and songwriters that contribute to Michaela. She is the artist. Going off of what Tanya said, if there is an artist alias that you're assigning to this batch of AI music, then that would be you're a registered performer at the different societies for neighboring rights. I'm just going to jump in from a legal point of view and say, yes, you're both right, but I'm going to clarify a little bit. The PKA, the professionally known as, would be the artist's name, which is the AI or the avatar, but somebody is creating the music and that person has to register as the performer and as the rights holder. And it's whoever programs the algorithm to create the track It doesn't matter that the computer is deciding what the drums are and what the synth sounds like. Somebody is creating it. They're just using a different instrument. And the instrument in this case, I would consider keyboards because the keystrokes on the computer 
take the place of the synthesizer mm. to create the other musical sounds. There's some services as well where they can you can just select what style you want to make. You click generate, and you ha you have a track at the end that that company will own own the rights to that track. Like even though they will release it for you, like they still own the rights to it. I guess. It depends on the agreements that you have with them, and I'd need to read it to understand who owns what. I was interested as well. Um, a lot of NFTs, like you can generate thousands of, of images, like with each different variations. Could this be a potential way for music to go? It already is a way for music to yeah. go. And yes, NFTs are very important for the release of music either under a graphic or on its own for the sake of the music, because it is getting us back into the download sphere. Because a reproduction is made for it to be put into your account, mechanical royalties accrue. If you put it with yeah. a picture, sync licenses have to be in place. And there are other rights associated with it. It's a great way for music generation and a great way for income without a gatekeeper. I will want to explore what the possibilities are. So it won't be 100% AI, but I will explore the possibilities, like the application. Where would you use AI music? And could it be in some kind of advanced situation where you have like a program like it scans your emotional state and then plays the music back to you based on how you're feeling? Like, could it be something as, as advanced as that? Like, I mean, that's a possibility. Or could it be just a lot of generated music? There's so many um, possibilities for it. And you've, you've even got in games, for example, where it kind of gives you the music based on where you are in a level, like the boss's health is a certain percentage and it plays different music for that is a kind of form of AI. Let's unpick that. So for neighboring rights purposes, we're going to ignore yeah. the games where the algorithm picks music that's already made. We're going yeah. to talk about your avatar and the music that your avatar is the face of the performance of. Mm -hmm. PPL defines someone capable of sustaining a neighboring rights royalty by making an audible contribution. You have to make a sound yeah. on the recording to qualify as a performer. So when you push the keys or pluck the strings or hit the keyboard to make the sound, that's an audible contribution. You are making the sound. Doesn't matter what you use to make it, your instrument can be anything. You can be throwing a tin can across the room and recording that. That's your sound. You could be speaking, that's your sound. You could walk mm. into a session and go, your pizza's here. And if it's left on the recording, that's your sound. Anything goes. And it doesn't matter that you're assigning the performance to the avatar. It's just a professionally, a PKA, a professionally known as. It's still you. If you use other musicians as well to supplement that artificial intelligence sound, then they get a contribution right as well. Probably the most easily accessible AI to, to musicians is probably in the form of a plugin where it kind of analyzes the chord sequences you have and gives you a melody based on that. How is the rights handled with that? Because obviously you didn't write the, the melody, the plugin did. And if you were to use that, realistically, that was the plugin that, that owns the rights, really. How would you handle that? However, the rights have been handled for that plugin. So let's say, for instance, if a label that is providing you the rights for the melody that gives you the plugin, then the label is going to own the rights owner share. I would assume that the plugin 
is pre-cleared to be in the recording, which makes still your avatar the performing artist of the recording. That's what I would assume is happening. When producers are using samples that are pre-cleared inside of their recordings, it's not like they're crediting the originators of the plugin Mm -hmm. as the actual background musicians, so to speak. If you use a plugin, then that would fall under your performer contribution as a programmer or a synthesizer. That's what I would do. And yeah, there would be no kind of other background musicians for that plugin. As you discussed rights ownership, that's a different conversation. But on the performer side, it would be you are the programmer. But do check (laughs) the agreement that comes with the plugin. Make sure that it has unlimited commercial exploitation rights. No, that may make sense. <laughs> Nothing we've ever discussed before. This is all <laughs> right, brand new today. So that's brilliant. <laughs> Amazing. Guys, thank you very, very much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember, go to ifr.co.uk. That's I-A-F-A-R.co.uk and become a member. And we have a conference, our very first conference in June. It's the 21st and 22nd of June. Go to Eventbrite and get your tickets now. It's simultaneous live and in-person conferences in LA and London on the 21st and the 22nd of June. And there will be video overlap if you can't come in person. So go to Eventbrite and get your tickets. Thank you.